Good morning, everyone. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Ruth, and uh, I'm really uh, excited to be able to share a word with you this morning. It's quite challenging at the moment. There seems to be a lot of change in the way that we are allowed to uh, live our lives and go about uh, our daily business at the moment. And it's in these times of challenge and change, it can feel like things are moving underneath us and around us. And that can be quite unsettling. So it's really vital that at this time, we as Christians, as apprentices and followers of Jesus, root ourselves in something that is constant and unchanging, something that remains faithful and steadfast day after day. And a place that we can go to to find that constant is in God's word in the Bible. So we're going to look at a passage in the Bible that some of you will know quite well. It's from the end of one of the books in the New Testament. This book was written by a chap called Matthew and it's named after him. The book of Matthew tells the story of Jesus's birth, his life, the way that he interacted with his friends and his followers, with crowds and with close companions. It tells of the preaching and teaching that he did and the many stories of how people were healed and set free from the things that bound them by his prayers and his words. It tells of his betrayal, of his crucifixion, where he died on a cross to save us from the punishment, the pain, our shame and our sin. And he rose again three days later. He was resurrected. He was raised back to life in order that we could enjoy freedom and relationship with God, both now as we live on earth and in heaven for eternity. The passage we're going to look at is at the end of this book of Matthew in chapter 28. Meanwhile, the eleven disciples were on their way to Galilee, headed for the mountain Jesus had set for their reunion. The moment they saw him, they worshipped him. Some, though, held back, not sure about worship, about risking themselves totally. Jesus, undeterred, went right ahead and gave his charge. God authorised and commanded me to commission you. Go out and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life, marking them by baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you. I'll be with you as you do this, day after day, right up to the end of the age. It's easy at the moment to be waiting for things to be waiting for things to get back to normal. We might be waiting for our children to go back to school the way that they used to, or for us to go to work the way that we did before, or maybe just to go about things in that normal way, able to meet with friends in town for a coffee, or in our homes, being hospitable to each other and having people round. It can be easy for us who are members of Community Church, to be waiting for that day when we can all be back together at Jubilee Centre. It can be easy to wait for that great celebration and to wait for all the wonderful things that God is going to do. But God 
isn't waiting for that time. God has called at this time his church out of the confines of our buildings. And there is nothing that we cannot do that the Bible instructs us or commands us to do right now. There are only two things that are a little bit trickier. One is laying hands on the sick and number two is anointing them with oil. Unless they're in your household already or part of your social bubble, we can't do that just yet. But in Luke chapter 11, there's a story where Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And if you read the story, Jesus was socially distant from Lazarus when he did that. He called him out of the tomb. He didn't lay hands on him. He spoke and Lazarus came back to life. So there's no reason why we cannot see great healing or breakthrough through praying for people in our homes or wherever we find ourselves without necessarily being able to touch them. We know that this for us as a church family is a season of open gates and that can be a really challenging thought when we are still very much confined to our homes or restricted in the way that we do things. In the book of Colossians in chapter four, there's a few verses where Paul sets us straight on what we can do while we are confined. It says at the beginning of the chapter, pray diligently, stay alert with your eyes wide open in gratitude. Don't forget to pray for us, that God will open doors for telling the mystery of Christ even while I'm locked up in this jail. Pray that every time I open my mouth, I'll be able to make Christ plain as day to them. The kingdom is still on the advance. The gospel is still there to be preached. There is still so much that we can do and none of our actions or prayers are diminished because we cannot go about things in the normal way. At the beginning of this year, my husband Dan brought a word to our church family about God wanting to make space. And I believe at this time, God is asking us to make space in our hearts, to make space for new family members. Because at this time, people are hungry and are seeking something more. This time when we're faced with mortality in a new and fresh way, people are seeking for meaning, for purpose and for eternity. And the gospel is being preached. People are being saved. More people are praying, turning to God. More people are tuning into church online. And when these people come through our open gates, we as a family need to be ready with open hearts to welcome them in, not waiting simply for when we get back to Jubilee Centre or whatever your church building is called, but that we are ready now to welcome them into our hearts, into our families, into our activities and make them as much a part of the family as anybody else. The first thing that we can do to help us make space in our hearts is to pray that people would hear the gospel and be saved. 
Maybe there are members of your family who don't yet know Jesus personally. There are very likely people on your street, people that you might work with or have conversation with regularly, friends that you've known for a long time. Take time to sit before God and to pray for those people that you or others around them would have the opportunity to share the good news of Jesus with them. When you do that, it will open up that space in your heart, ready for those people when they come to know Jesus. And if you get before God and you ask him to help you open your heart and make space, and you find that there's some resistance, there are some barriers, talk to those barriers talk to God about those barriers and see what things you might need to let go of things that you might be afraid of in order to make that space for new family members to come into your heart what we do in our hearts comes out in our words and our actions so when we've made that space for people then we can have conversations in our family groups in our friendship groups, in our family hubs, that's what we call our midweek small groups, or in other groups, we can have conversations about how we can be welcoming to new people. When we make space in our hearts, we'll be more likely to invite people to join us, maybe on Sunday mornings like this, on church online, or other things that we're doing. In some of our family hubs at the moment, we're going through something called the Bible course. This is um, an eight-week online uh, video course that the Bible Society have produced. And it tells and teaches people about the big picture story of the Bible, of God's journey with his people, and ultimately um, what Jesus did for us on the cross and introduces them to the story of the Bible in a really easy and accessible way and we're doing that in in our family hub so that we're ready when there are new people who come to know Jesus we're confident in the material we've refreshed our own minds in that big story of what God has done we would really love to run a virtual alpha course at the moment there are people out there hungry to know more and ask questions Maybe that's something when you're opening your your heart and you're making space that you would like to be a part of. If it is, pray about that and have a conversation with someone on the leadership team. We'd really love to be able to offer the Alpha course to people. We have an incredible hope in Jesus. Even on days where you might feel hopeless, there are days when I have felt like I have no hope where things are so challenging and so difficult. I remember the truth of the sacrifice that Jesus paid for on the cross. He died so that everything that you and I have ever done that was away from God could be wiped clean, that our hearts could be washed, that we could stand righteously before Jesus, free and whole, able to live a life in beautiful relationship with him and with our families. And it's in sharing that hope with other people, in telling them our story of what God has done in our life, in telling them about the good news of Jesus. We will see people 
come to know him, ask us to introduce them to Jesus. And then as that passage in in Matthew says, to make disciples, to teach them, to equip them. And that's not just for those who have a title or a leadership role, that's for all of us. Jesus commanded all of us to go and make disciples, to bring people in. So let's first do that work that's just us and God. Ask God to help you make space in your heart, ready for new family members. And then pray for them. Call them out by name. Pray that God would intervene in their lives. And then invite people. Invite people into your conversations. Invite people into your friendship groups. Get ready in your family hubs for new people so that we can form new family hubs. This is an incredible time to share the good news of Jesus. And it starts with us first being refreshed in the goodness of God. I pray that you would know God's blessing, his peace and his presence at this time. Amen. Amen.